Can you remember the first time God convicted you of your sin and His presence? I do. I clearly remember one time when I was very little. I was probably about three years old. My mother was picking berries with her mother, and out there in the berry field, she put my sister Shannon and I in a playpen to contain us. Well, for some reason, I smacked my little sister, which my mother did not see, and Shannon started crying, which my mother immediately heard. She put down her berry bowl, and she came right over, asking me what had happened, and I immediately lied, saying, I don't know. I clearly knew what happened. I knew I had done something wrong. I knew I had hit my baby sister because she was bothering me. But my mother did not know. So she comforted Shannon, and I just sat back down on my side of the playpen. I should say that back in those days, I got in trouble a lot. But that day, I got away with my lie and my action, and it felt good. However, the truth was that God was very aware of what I did. He was there with us in that berry field. He was with me in that playpen, even though I was just a tiny little girl. He saw, he was present, and he knew. And in that season, he began convicting my little three-year-old heart of my sin and wickedness. Yes, I call hurting another person sin and wickedness, even if you're just three. My heart began to burn with the realization that I was a sinner who was going to be forever separated from God because of my sin. It wasn't too long after that that one month into turning four, I confessed my sins and gave my heart to Jesus. The 46th anniversary of that moment is, in fact, next week. Awareness that God knows us and is with us is radical truth that affects every single one of our lives, whether we're 3, 30, or any other age. And well, here I am, 46 years later, and I thank you for joining me in this podcast. It starts with a conversation. My name is Tasha Williams, and this is a ministry of Family Disciple Me. As we get started with this podcast, let me just publicly say to my sister Shannon and to her husband Chris, who may be listening to this episode, I am sorry for what I did on that long ago day. I love you, and I'm so grateful that you're a part of my life. And now, my past sins forgiven, we're in this Discipleship Conversation Series. We're talking about the concept of responding to God's call in Isaiah 6-8, where he says, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? With the words, Here I am, send me. But as we're being sent, as we say to God, Here I am, send me, exactly who am I? What are the truths about my life? What is my identity as I'm being sent? In order for us to teach our kids identity, we need to start with ours. We meditate on what truths God has said and is saying to us through his word. We seek him, and then we turn around and speak him into the lives of those he's entrusted to us. I summarize the four truths about our identity from Psalm 139 this way. I am completely known. I am never alone. 
I am wonderfully designed. I am on God's mind. These truths all go hand in hand. In the last podcast, I talked about the first truth of being completely known. And wow, I have meditated on that truth so much recently. I hope that you have too. I'm certain that we never get too old to revisit what God has to say about us. And then as we revisit those truths, we can remind our kids and those entrusted to us about them. As I took my youngest daughter back to school, which in fact did happen in person this week, we were talking a lot about friendships and relationships This is a new school for her, and the starts and stops of going back and forth between in-person and online learning has not led to making new friends very easy. Neither the teachers nor the students really know my girl, so she leaves the safety net of home and walks into a world where she is basically completely unknown. People don't know her personality, her strengths, her uniquenesses, her sense of humor. Granted, that's nobody's fault, and hopefully in time it's going to become easier and better, but for now, she walks in with that feeling of being completely unknown. And what can I say to my girl as she does not want to have to go there? Well, I get to speak into her the truths God is speaking into me, starting with this truth that you are completely known. I can say to her, you may be unknown at school. But you are completely known by God. He sees every piece of your life. He knows you fully. He gets your sense of humor. He loves you from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. And what's more, your family knows you and loves you too. We talk about Psalm 139. We work on memorizing it together because that's my goal for my family this month. We laugh and we go down rabbit trails of conversation and eventually I drop her off at school and then we carry on the conversation later, maybe over dinner or when her older sister is around. But then eventually we arrive at the next truth of Psalm 139. I am never alone. I encourage my kids that though they may feel alone in the midst of the crowd, they are not alone. God is with us every step of the way. As parents and as grandparents, as leaders, it's so important for us to assure our kids that we are always here for them. We need to be present for them and not just when they're littles, but when they're in-betweens too. But the truth is, even the best parents with the best intentions cannot always be with their children. There are places and spaces where kids must go on their own. And this is where we have the amazing opportunity to teach them about God's presence. Emmanuel means God with us. And this is a truth that is for so much more than Christmas decorations and songs. It's the reality of our lives. So I have a couple of thoughts about this I'd like you to consider. There are two sides to this coin that God is with us, that we are never alone. And the first is this. God with us means that loneliness is a feeling, but it's not the entire reality. We are never alone. And how does this truth translate into your kids' lives? 
Well, at bedtime, maybe your little one is scared of the monsters under the bed. I was terrified by these as a little person. I wish I had known that God was with me as I shivered under the covers. And this is a truth we can teach the littles in our lives. At school, when our kids go in and out of classrooms where they may or may not be accepted by the crowd, we can assure them that God is with them. I've recently been rereading my journals from my middle school years, and I see how alone I felt in the middle of the schools I attended. As parents, we can speak directly into this with our kids, talking about it, asking our kids about it, and encouraging them about the truth that God is with them. We can teach our kids that they are never alone as they do things like taking tests. My fourthborn is in the middle of preparing for her SAT, and I continually remind her to do as I did with every test and quiz I took from high school through grad school. Literally stop and pray. I say to her, Anna Lurie, the truth is that God is there with you as you take those tests, so acknowledge his presence, thank him for it, and ask him for his help. I can't tell you how big a deal that was for me in my years of finishing high school and college and seminary. We can be living testimonies to our kids like this, telling them our Jesus stories along life's way about how we have felt his presence in this situation and that situation. I call these infinitesimal details about our lives. They are these stories that would otherwise be lost to history because maybe they seem so inconsequential at the time, but we can share these stories of our lives with our kids. I can share these stories with my girls who are still at home and with my young adult kids as I have opportunity. And you can and should share the stories of how God has been with you with those entrusted to you. But Here's the other side of the I am never alone coin. One side is that God is with me when I want him to be with me, when I need him to be with me, when I ask him to be with me. The other side is that God is with me even when I don't want him with me, even when I don't want him to see me, even when I'm not asking for his presence, like he was there with me when I was in that playpen, not being nice to my little sister Shannon. How do I know he was with me? His Holy Spirit convicted my young heart of my meanness, of my lie. I knew I had done wrong. And the Bible says that, amongst other things, the Holy Spirit convicts this world of sin. He convicted me that I was a sinner, and he ultimately used that to draw me to himself. With God, I am never alone, and you are never alone. This includes the privacy of our own lives and hearts. He knows everything about us, and he is with us every step of the way. This includes what we're saying, what we're doing, what we're thinking, what we're plotting. That is not what we want him to see or know about us. We can't keep secrets from God. He knows it all, and He is with us through it all. We are never alone. So how does this side of the 
God with us coin translate into your child's life? Well, we can tell our kids that God is with them when they're doing wrong. When, for instance, they're not being nice to their siblings. Maybe your child needs to be reminded of this, that when they're alone in their bedrooms and treating their siblings in the ways they have been taught not to treat their brothers and sisters, God is watching even when we can't watch. We can remind our kids that God is with them when they're thinking about cheating on an online test. He is there when their teachers can't be watching them. He knows what they are doing when they are in school, online, or in person. Teenagers need to be reminded of God's presence as they begin navigating their independence and freedom. Yes, we need to give our kids their wings in appropriate times, slowly but surely. But we also need to remind them that though they may be able to fool us, they can't hide their secrets from God. He's there in the shower when that teenage girl is cutting. He is there when that teenager chooses to go parking. He is there when they post ugly things on social media. He is there when they're in the heat of that moment getting ready to go too far. I'm not trying to be negative, but I'm trying to speak to the reality of what our kids are contemplating, what they're facing. We get the amazing opportunity to speak the truths of God's word and specifically in this conversation series, the truth of Psalm 139 into our kids, our grandkids, and whomever God entrusts to us. I encourage you, see the discipleship conversations that go along with this series as your springboard into the waters of discussion. Almost every time I use these discipleship conversation with my kids, we end up on rabbit trails. And this is okay. In fact, this is good. My goal is to highlight God's word and the truth he is speaking to us through it, and then figure out ways to engage my kids in it through wherever discussion leads us. I'm completely known, and I am never alone. We can speak these truths with confidence and with clarity about how they affect our lives. And as we do, we can let these launch us into conversations with those we love. Honestly, I can't think of a better way to dive into a new year. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May He make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he turn his countenance toward you. And as you turn your countenance toward him and acknowledge his presence and embrace the reality that you are never alone, may he give you peace. Now go with God, friend. Remember, discipleship starts with a conversation.